Hello and welcome to the Weather of the Mind podcast. I'm your host, Doug Chris. Good day to you. It is, like I usually say, it's really good to be with you, and I sincerely mean it. I missed you. Uh, it's nice connecting over the audio waves, and thank you for tuning in. It's been kind of mellow corona times in the Northeast, so it was an opportunity to get out of upstate New York and head down to visit the family downstate. Uh, we, we were able to hang out at our, our uncle's cottage, little summer cottage out on Long Island, this little rural community on the Great South Bay. So we're, a, we're in this little cottage, right? And I stay with, stay with some family members and get to see my little nephew and have some quality time with my family, my folks, and my brother, my brother's wife. And just have a lot of time with just nature and quiet. It's this quiet little bungalow community, boats, marinas. You hang out on the porch, you relax, or you go for a little walk down to the marina and hang out near the boat and just watch the moon on the little waves on the bay and just hang out. Or you go for another stroll down to the beach and maybe you'll jump in the bay. And the bay is quite warm. I feel like the water was 75 degrees. So go for a swim in the very warm bay water. Or go for a fish. Went for some kayaking in these little, these little marshy creeks. Kayaking, canoeing. So it was a really nice retreat. Good for the spirit. And we don't know if if Corona is going to spike back up and we don't know if we'll have Thanksgiving and Christmas together this year. So it seemed like it was a really, really special time to share. So that's where I've been kind of taking it easy this summertime. I hope, hope you're recharging your batteries as well, wherever this podcast finds you. One thing that happened in the last few weeks is in discussion with one of my family members, they had a very honest comment. They were pondering out loud why I wasn't successful. And that really, that really surprised me and drew a very quick response, an honest response, but just like, no, I don't consider it that way. I consider myself very successful. So it, it really started this cascade of thoughts for me, which leads to this podcast. This podcast where I want to reflect on, I'm going to do a series of podcasts that reflect on a five-year plan. And this episode, I want to focus on a five-year plan, but I want to focus on the notion of success. Because what does success mean and what does success imply? I think we're, a lot of modern society is very success-oriented, but... How much is your own values, your own definition of success, important for your life? How much is your family's? How much is society's? Because yes, I, if you're looking at society's, perhaps my, some of my family's values, or the way people would have thought of, oh, modern American life is su- successful if X, Y, and Z. What do you think? What would you say a modern American life or perhaps, you know, or think of wherever you are in the world, a modern German life, a modern Brazilian life, a modern Chinese life, Russian life. Well, a modern life, how do we define success? Well, look at America. So America, what is success for a 40-year-old male? X, Y, and Z, right? You own a house, 
you own a nice car, you're married with kids. But what if those things don't really attract other people as much? I mean, we're all different, right? Car, I don't, I don't own a car right now and I'm in a small city where I don't need a car because I enjoy biking and walking. Own a house, I mean, I guess that would be nice, but I rent a room in a really nice house that I'm pretty content with and I'm saving money and I have jobs that I enjoy. So you can see these things. Oh, I didn't cover the wife and children. I never felt extremely called to be a father. So this path has never pulled me as much as the path of exploration, uh, philosophy, spending time with nature and really making sure I get to know myself and also come to peace with myself. That's how I define success. And in that criteria, it's been really successful. I've also done things that I wanted to do, but I don't want to make this about me. It's, it's interesting it's about me. Okay, I'll give you a few more. I always wanted to teach high school. I taught high school for a year. I didn't like it. <laughs> it dominated all my time and I could not work on any of my own projects. But was it an amazing year? Yeah, and hopefully I'll do a podcast when I talk about that year. Was it a challenging year? Was it horrible at times? Yeah, it was very challenging and, and very difficult. But but a lot of great moments, especially when I got to coach baseball. And that was one of the revelations of that whole experience is like the difference between being in the classroom with your students and being on the sports field with your students was night and day. And I think there's a lot of insight there. But we're going to save that for another day. See, when I start going down these tangents, these little anecdotes, it's hard not to let them ride a little bit. And then you just have an episode that's just a pile of tangents and anecdotes. A little bit of a, you know, I have those bouillabaisse episodes, those stews, those many ingredient creations. I haven't even gotten through my intro yet here. Let me back up. So I want to make a few announcements before I go further with this episode. Uh, if you're having trouble getting my emails or if you want your emails, drop me a line on the website. But you could always subscribe to the podcast over iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, pretty much where you can find podcasts, you can find Weather of the Mind. I'm planning some shows in the future that are cooking oriented because I've been working on my really sharing my, my 10 foundational meals. So I've been working on putting those podcast ideas together and how I want to present those in the future. I'm also thinking about proposing a book for a fall book club. And I think that could be pretty exciting. So a lot of good things to come. So let's go back to the main story though. So I'm chilling with my family on summer retreat and this notion of success comes up and I've been just pondering success, success. So if we look at success, we have intrinsic views and extrinsic views. So the intrinsic ones are that ones come up from, from inside of us. Those are our values, our personal values in which we might define success. And then you have the extrinsic, the values of the family, the values of the culture. These values shape us, but they don't have to define us, especially when we live in a very fluid and open-minded culture like we see in, uh, you know, we have in America where there is some opportunity to choose what values you want to pursue. And there's also a lot of subcultures that will support those values. So you're not totally on your own, no matter how avant-garde your life is. So I looked up a few quotes about success because I like to do that sort of thing. And I'm going to start with one that's not directly about 
success, although I do think it is because it's similar to a way that I consider success. And this is a Maya Angelou quote, and I've, I've resonated with this one for quite some time because I think it's got some real wisdom. Maya Angelou, quote, I've learned that people will forget what you said, people will forget what you did, but people will never forget how you made them feel. They'll forget what you said, they'll forget what you said, they'll forget what you did, but people, they'll never forget how you made them feel. Emotional memory, emotional memory, right? So if, we are, if you want to be of value to other people, as for me, that's part of my life that I think is important, being of value to other people, right? And most of us feel that way. The words are important, sure. What you do is important. But there's a truth to how you make them feel. It's sort of like when a child, when a one-year-old approves of you and connects with you and trusts you, there's no word, like the words and the deeper things are abstract to the child, but they have, their emotions are in touch. They know, they, 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 know, they have feelings, they have well-developed emotions. Emotions are guiding them through those first few years. So when they trust you and love you, that means a lot. Same thing with a dog. Dogs and little kids, they have no ulterior motives. We can kind of trust their acceptance more. That's what I think of when I think of that quote. People will never forget how you made them feel. So I hope this podcast is making you feel encouraged and positive today and uh, living and learning. You know, we're on this journey together. Got to just build more places to share, share notes and brainstorms and kind of keep encouraged. You know, it's like we got to build good teams around us. I'm really being tangential today. Let me focus. Some success quotes for you. So there's two from Winston Churchill. and I know a lot of people love Winston Churchill. I'm starting to understand why. During World War II, Britain was, it was getting attacked through the air by the German Luftwaffe quite heavily. And Britain was kind of in a period of morale was starting to fall apart. But Churchill was a very great leader in that he was, he was good diplomatically, but he also was really good at connecting and motivating, but supporting the general population over the radio waves week to week. So he has some quotes from those times, and they have to do with success and failure. Let me read two Churchill quotes for you. Success is not final. Failure is not fatal. It is the courage to continue that counts. Once again, success is not final. Failure is not fatal. It is the courage to continue that counts. And one more from Churchill. Success consists in going from failure to failure without the loss of enthusiasm. Success. Success consists in going from failure to failure without loss of enthusiasm. I like these Churchill quotes because they make us think about failure as it relates to success. It seems valuable to not see success and failure as polar opposites. And you either are successful or you have failures. A lot of what people who have done great things in life have said is that they failed many times. That it is in the trying and the and having the courage to keep on trying, keep on pushing, keep on growing. That's where this quote-unquote successes emerge. So I like the Churchill quotes for kind of pushing that sentiment along. Here's a quote from Albert Einstein. Strive not to be a success, but rather to be of value. 
Strive not to be of success, but rather to be of value. It's an interesting way of thinking of it. How am I, how am I valuable to my kids, to my wife, to my friends, to my family? Isn't life, aren't we social beings? And isn't a lot of our, our joy and our individual value comes from being valuable to other people? And value is not a, I'm not, value is not a diminishing characteristic. We're talking about the val- value of good, solid friendship. I mean, you're a good, solid friend to someone. You got to feel good about yourself. How is that not being successful? You are, you are a good, solid friend for a handful of people. That's a beautiful thing. So let's celebrate those small successes. Well, no, they're not small. They're large, but we take them for granted, perhaps. Okay, moving along. This is a quote from John Wooden. John Wooden was the a very famous coach. He coached UCLA basketball in the 60s and 70s when they had an amazing streak winning 10 championships over a 12-year period. So a great coach and team leader, John Wooden. Here's his quote on success. He says, Success is peace of mind, which is a direct result of self-satisfaction in knowing you did your best to become the best you were capable of becoming. I'm going to cut off the last bit because it's a little wordy. I'm going to give you a shortened version. Success is peace of mind, which is a direct result of self-satisfaction in knowing you did your best. So that's very intrinsic oriented. He said he used the word self-satisfaction and it's knowing that you did your best. Intrinsic values intrinsic successes and failures this is something that we really have to develop in children and if we haven't developed in ourselves we have to develop it within ourselves as adults so this is something we work on as a society really finding our intrinsic compass of what we find valuable and how we define our success and failure so that's what i want to talk about when we think about building a five-year plan or even brainstorming a five-year vision for yourself you can't do that without thinking about what what would be considered success what would be considered failure and we could look at it intermittently for the one year what is a success and what is a failure for this day what's a success and what's a failure for this week what's a success and what's a failure if we learn to look at the day and the week and the season and as the month and the season and the year and the five year and then the lifetime as as concentric circles one larger than the other but a cyclical pattern the more our five-year visions line up with our one-year visions, line up with our one-month visions, line up with our daily visions. And by visions, I, I mean our vision for our life, our goals, our successes, our failures, what we aim for. I mean, there's a time in our lives when it's good, and there's a time in our days where it's good to not aim and to wander. That's what people get in meditation, or going for a bike ride, or going for an evening stroll, or painting, or watch maybe watching a movie, reading a book about a different time and place. It's good to wander. And perhaps there's a year in our life where we backpack around Europe and we wander. But there's times in most of our lives where it's helpful to see on a map where we want to head, to see which direction is important, what's pulling us in, direct, in, in certain directions, and be aware of that. Look at life as a journey. 
keep that storyline, that narrative. Let's keep at it. Let's keep exploring about success, failure, how our values come together, how intrinsic values, the ones inside of us, relate to extrinsic values of family and culture, and how we find balance in those. You're going to get to a point, perhaps, where your intrinsic values really clash with those of your family. So how do we say to our family, listen, I got a lot from you guys. You give me a lot of good values, but I have some different values. And I still respect you and love you, but you got to respect and love that I'm on a different path here. That's a really important conversation for people to learn to have and to have it with courage and sincerity. And, and there's no shame in that. Cultural evolution occurs because people question some of the cultural values, question the cultural norms. If we lived in a society that was more like the 50s, where most people had traditional jobs and traditional families, I don't even know if that was really true in the 50s, but it seems like it was more so true. We live in a time now that the security of families and the security of jobs is very different than it was. Life is much more fluid. We need a significant set of skills. We need to know our own personal compass. We need to have know our own personal values. All right, I'm going to sign off. Living and learning. Please keep hydrated. Prioritize getting some good sleep. Make yourself some nice rice and beans, some good comfort food, some cornbread, oatmeal cookies, whatever. Take care of yourself. Be patient with yourself. Start thinking about your five-year plan. Start pondering success, failure, and we'll talk again soon. It's been a real pleasure. Have a great day. Bye-bye.